0: Welcome to this edition of the Big Blue in the Bronx podcast brought to you by AltitudeGaming.com. Save up to 30% off on your entire order with the promo code BigBlue30. Alex Average was back in. So today's specials, we got the stock up, stock down from last week's game against the Seattle Seahawks. You have the preview for the matchup against the Arizona Cardinals this week. The injury report, the stat station, the keys to win, and the players to watch. So let's quickly get into that right now let's go with stock up Leonard Williams two and a half sacks last week multiple pressures on the quarterback and he was the main guy last week for getting after Russell Wilson as we saw Carter Coughlin he had a couple of pressures in there as well played really well uh across the field even was used as a spy on Russell Wilson a couple times last week Drew Peppers making a couple tackles for a loss some pass breakups and a sack as well uh Ty Crowder his first nfl sack combined with a couple tackles for a loss in the run game and he's going to be one of the keys to win or essential to a win against arizona and i'll tell you why in a couple of minutes alfred morris first two touchdowns since 2018 for him when he was with the then redskins and he got two touchdowns this week one receiving one catching did really well run in the football. Wayne Gallman, the same thing. That big 60-yard run. He had 135 yards on the ground. And that was his career high. Jabal Sheard, he had a half a sack. He was playing really well in the run game and in the pass game. Nico Lelos recovered a fumble. Donnie Holmes had his first career interception. And also, though to note, a couple of holding penalties or a couple of receptions given up. But definitely progress for Darnay Holmes. Stock down, I would say the only person maybe shane lemieux because he did struggle a little bit one of the sacks um that he allowed was when colt mccoy was trying to exit to the pocket and one of the rushers got through him i think it was benton Maiawa. but nonetheless he's working in there and he's going to continue getting reps continue starting and that's how things are going to go from there so let's take a look at this injury report and i'm going to go over the arizona cardinals first show them a little bit of respect now, this is all according to today, and I made sure I got it from today. Jonathan Joseph, the cornerback, he is out for Sunday with a neck injury. Jalen Thompson, the safety that was selected in the supplemental draft last year, he's out as well. Kelvin Beecham, Devondre Campbell, Kenyon Drake, Zane Gonzalez, DeAndre Hopkins, and Isaiah Simmons. All of them are questionable for Sunday's matchup, should be to note. Uh, Lakey two Richard Lawrence, Damato Pecco, and Charles Washington should be able to go. They all full practiced today. Um, Beecham Hopkins, Simmons, and Gonzalez limited, and also Campbell, Joseph, and Thompson, all of them did not practice today. So that's a worth uh, for keeping an eye on for Sunday. Obviously, some of the big players like Gonzalez because he's the kicker. Um, Isaiah Simmons, the rookie as well, DeAndre Hopkins, probably the biggest out there that is on the injury report for the Arizona Cardinals. Now you take a look at the New York Giants, and a lot of people suspected this week, oh Blake Martinez, he's going to be just fine, he's questionable, this week with a back injury. He did not practice today, so either they rule him out for Sunday, or they perhaps go ahead and say, you know what, you're getting about a limited amount of snaps, we're going to put Ty Crowder in there, but we're also going to put the Mike inside um Logan Ryan's helmet which they've you know really assessed before in practice and I think it's a reasonable move if he is out because Ryan is literally the backup quarterback of that defense so to go over the full injury report Giants did sign Montre Hartage to the active roster because they're putting Madre Harper with a knee injury on injured reserve he's expected to come back week 17 so we'll see where that goes. Obviously, he's out. Darnay Holmes, he has a knee injury. He's questionable. Did not practice today. That is not very good, especially for the fact that, you know, we don't have really a slack guy right now. You have uh, Isaac Yadam, who's playing the second corner spot. You still don't have Ryan Lewis back, so you're really thin at that cornerback position. We'll see what they do there. Maybe McKinney gets more snaps. Who knows? Uh, Daniel Jones with the hamstring injury. Full practice today. I mean, I did see him jog a little bit weirdly. On one of Dan Duggan's videos, but it is worthy to watch his status for Sunday. Blake Martinez, as I mentioned, Matt Parrot, an ankle injury; he was limited in practice today. I think Parrot, in my opinion, now I haven't read reports or anything, should be able to go, um, because you know, I don't know, as I said, the severity of the injury, but it's not like they start him. Let's be honest; it's not like they start him. They start Cameron Fleming and then they go ahead and rotate him in. So we'll see if he plays, if he gets limited snaps, whatnot. So let's go to the stat station. I know it's five minutes in, or already through two categories already. So for the Arizona Cardinals, their offense ranks fifth in total yards per game, 19th in passing yards per game, third in rushing yards per game, and ninth in points per game. Look at the defensive side. They're 18th in total yards allowed per game. 16th in passing yards allowed per game they're 21st in rushing yards allowed per game and then for points they're 14th in points allowed per game look at the giants offense which has been struggling but has been up there as of late with the running game there are 31st in total yards per game 29th in passing yards per game 11th in rushing yards per game and 30th in points per game You look at the defensive side which is much better compared to arizona and obviously compared to the offensive stats 10th in total yards per game 18th in passing yards per game 4th in rushing yards per game and 9th in points per game so ideally what you're dealing with here and you know it's worthy of noting Cardinals have lost four of their last five New England was a loss I think they lost the Rams last week um almost lost the Bills but that Hail Mary saved them uh, DeAndre Hopkins making a beautiful reception I was watching it live on Red Zone and you also have I believe they lost to the Seahawks in their last five games if I don't count for all of them excuse me but four of the last five games they lost or six and six they need a must-win game here because the 49ers are catching up to them also to note that you know the wild card race is really getting tight in the NFC and you got teams from the NFC South like whoever if it's gonna be New Orleans or if it's gonna be Tampa Bay and one of those teams doesn't win that division they'll be trying to get a spot and i don't know how many wild card spots are doing this year i think it's like two or something like that i know they have a little bit of extended playoffs but at six and six or five and seven for the giants reasons you need to win this game now arizona they're very good on the ground Kenyon drake kyler murray um chase edmonds when they put him in i don't know if he's injured or not doesn't seem like it actually but you know he ran all over us the last time but this is a must-win game for the giants Stop them, all off, stop them on offense. When everybody was talking last week, they were talking about Russell Wilson. Escapes from the pocket a lot. That's what Kyler Murray does. He is younger, he is speedier, and he is more elusive out of the backfield. He tends to run for longer. He's skinnier, but he's more speedier than Russell Wilson. It's worthy of noting. And the Giants are going to have to stop him. One of the only reasons they got one sack off him last year was because he ran into a pile of edge rushers for the New York Giants. And it's worthy of noting that, you know, we only sacked them once last year and we had bad edge rushers. You know, we didn't have what we have now with this, you know, complex defensive system. No. Then we had, you know, Marcus Golden, Kareem Martin, uh, Any other of the flanky rushers we had, like I'm sorry to call them flanky, but like it wasn't the best defensive system, we didn't have the best talent on the field. You know, the Dolphins, they're more advanced than the rebuild probably because they stuck with the head coach, they have good talent, they had a lot of cap money last year, so that's probably a reason why they're about a year advanced, more than we are at least. But what you're going to look to do here before I go to the keys of the game and the players to watch you're going to have to slow that running game down. Whether it's Kyler Murray out of the backfield. Or whether it's going to be Kenyon Drake. And Blake Martinez being questionable hurts. And he is a big factor. You know people will say oh stick Tate Crowder in there. Well he's not that experienced. You know if you put him as the Mike linebacker. Or you know a linebacker aside another Mike. If you put Mayo in there. If you put Ryan in there. Whoever you put in the box you know. It can't be just a rookie standing alone. I love Tate Crowder. I think he's made so much progress so far. But I think you need to put an experienced guy in the box to make run tackles. Now, I'm not saying that Crowder can't make tackles inside the box. But again, it comes with a level of experience. And, you know, the Giants, they handled the last drive just fine without Blake Martinez last weekend. That's all fine and well seriously but you know that was the last drive they didn't really run it Martinez was used as a spy as a blitzer whatever you know at least during the second to last drive got injured with a back injury out of the game Ty Crowder was in there and they also put Ryan in there or did whatever they won the game again they didn't run the football as much that's what Martinez does he stops the run you know a lot of the people saying last year that we didn't have you know a good defensive line like everybody was saying it's not just the defensive line that stops the run it's the linebackers And I'm pretty sure Dave Gettleman and Joe Judge did a good job of buying these linebackers, really buying the goods, drafting them, and then being coached by Patrick Graham, Brett Bielema, um, Kevin Scherer. I think that's his name, the guy from Tennessee. But, um, you know, Blake Martinez's job is stopping the run. Can Tate Crowder do it as, you know, as many snaps go on? Because it's not like he plays 100% of the snaps like Martinez does. I don't know how many snaps he played last week but you know again I would rather put somebody experienced in there and especially with this offense you know how good they are in the run game and you also need a spy too you know sometimes Martinez isn't the spy sometimes put Coughlin in there and they can't be you know just good at stopping the run I think in this case you have to have an athletic linebacker because if you let's just say you had someone like alec ogletree spying on murray that's not going to happen because if you have a defensive line that struggles to get down there rush the passer get the pressures or if they do and you have ogletree spying he's going to miss some tackles because he's unathletic you know that's just how it's going to be so you're going to need someone with speed in there someone with experience and is crowder the guy again all of these questions and I could be wrong with my perception all these questions will be answered on Sunday and I guarantee you and this is the Belichickian way of doing things if they play Blake Martinez if they play him it's not going to be 100% of the snaps it's going to be probably at a limited amount because he didn't practice today didn't practice yesterday you know wasn't seen at practice there's no way you don't go in there or you go in there and you know just have no practice and play 100% of the snaps that's impossible because the way Patrick Graham has it he has a game plan for every week and I really appreciate that out of him okay so let's go to the keys to win here and I was alluding to it and I was kind of leading it in when I was talking about the running game with Kyler Murray so here are your keys to win now number three stop the conservative play calling you need to go deep and it's gonna be tough for me to tell to be honest because there are reports coming out today saying you know uh daniel jones didn't really look that good when he was uh doing individual drills or something like that dan duggan had like a video where jones was just jogging and he wasn't really running it out and the report said you know full practice uh blah 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 you know he should be good to go he's expected to play but he's questionable so it's gonna be in a little bit way tough for Daniel Jones to be back to his full self this week that's my opinion and you know at least the way they were portraying it this week you know our offense is at this point relying on the running game and that's another thing that the Giants will have to do but you can't just ignore the fact that they have bad corners Patrick Peterson he's not himself this year um, if you guys look at PFF you guys refer to them but I have his stats uh, according to pro football reference down here, Drake Kirkpatrick, he's probably one of the worst corners in the league, one of the worst pickups you know, he's been bad for their secondary uh, I don't know how Byron Murphy's playing if he is playing I have to take a look um, Buda Baker, he's someone else you have to watch out for, also to note, uh, their other safety, I forget his name, doesn't matter right now But, again, you have to attack the secondary. And if Daniel Jones was in last week against the Seahawks and he was fully playing, no injury, I think they would have went deep at least once or twice. You know, their corners aren't that good. Both teams, Seattle and Arizona. You know, Arizona, you could say, oh, Patrick Peterson, he's a veteran presence. Who do they have for the Seattle Seahawks? They don't really have anybody that, you know, pops out to you number two sack and knock down kyler murray i said this before and i'm going to say it again you need to knock down kyler murray not just pressure him not just you know put him out of the pocket or put him in the pocket or whatever you have to sack him you have to knock him down you have to do that because a lot of teams think oh just put pressure on kyler murray you know he's going to throw an interception no because this guy's speedy he runs out of every tackle he needs to you know, he runs out of the pocket if he's being rushed if it's a blitz, he'll throw it quickly this guy's elusive out of the backfield with his feet probably one of the better rushing QBs in the NFL right now so, you know again, a lot of last year's problems came off the fact that the Giants you know, they were just saying blitz, blitz, blitz and doing all this stuff they only got to him once and their offensive line wasn't that good it's better now according to some Arizona fans DJ Humphries their left tackle is playing to a pro bowl level could be going to the pro bowl so with a better offensive line and you know Kyler Murray still being Kyler Murray with his feet and throwing more touchdowns than he did last year and getting sacked less because last year he got sacked 48 times he sacked 20 times this year through let's see 12 games unless for some reason they didn't have their bye, but they probably had their bye. so through 12 games right and you have let's see four to go i'm pretty sure unless the offensive line struggles to a heartbeat they ain't getting the 48 sacks so his offensive line is improving and so is kyler murray this is an offense you have to take seriously and that goes to number one as well contain and neutralize deandre hopkins bradbury held metcalf to like three receptions last week again you'll you'll get the casuals oh uh, deandre hopkins best wide receiver in the nfl bradbury can't do anything well bradbury the last time he faced hopkins held him about three receptions for like 22 yards or something like that there's a stat out there you guys look it up but i believe he could do this and i believe in my heart that patrick graham ever since the eagles game has learned his lesson he really has in my opinion he's learned his lesson He's formulated better game plans he knows what the hell is going on and that's why he's being you know questioned about these you know oh are you gonna head interview for head coach you can do this you can do that and he said all i need to worry about right now is third down against arizona on sunday and that's good attitude to have not just you know say oh well i don't know about those coaching opportunities not just say that but he goes you know what uh focused for third down patrick Graham. Focused for third down against Arizona on Sunday. And if you ask me, I still think that the Giants can beat Arizona. And there are players to watch. I'll get to that in a minute. And just a funny thing. Me and my brother, I mean, obviously it could be hard for, like, personal reasons. But me and my brother made a bet. Because he, he thinks for some reason the Giants are not going to beat Arizona. And I said, well, they're 6-6. Six and six, And they lost four of the last five. The Giants have won for the last five i mean just the bye week and you go back to like you know they're five and two in the last seven and he says to me well no they're not gonna win because deandre hopkins is gonna destroy you guys and you know i just don't think they, daniel jones in the run game can get off to that good start and i said look and he doesn't like soda i said look i will personally get you a can or two cans of pepsi if you lose this bet because he doesn't like soda he thinks soda is disgusting. And I said, you have to drink two cans of Pepsi, you know, in a row, if the Giants win against Arizona. So, of course, him and my friend Sean were formulating what it would be if the Giants actually lost to Arizona. And he goes, I'll make you eat sushi. I'll make you eat a California mold or something like that, because I don't like sushi, I'm going to be honest with you. I just don't have the uh, stomach for raw fish and you know rice around it and the seaweed i'm just not that person i'll eat japanese food i'm just not that person that goes out and eats sea uh seaweed seafood. you know uh sushi so that's something on the line this weekend i have a funny thing to actually get to once we go through today's specials so let's look at deandre hopkins shall we i'm gonna take a look at his stats right here obviously i have my stat sheet every time we do this so This season, 85 receptions, 1,019 yards, 5 touchdowns, 12 per catch. And that's very interesting. He's had over 100-yard games in the first game against San Francisco. The game against Detroit. The game against the Jets, obviously, because they're terrible. The game against Seattle, where they won. And his last 100-yard game was against Buffalo. And most of those games were the games they won. And Hopkins, obviously, that big touchdown reception you know the Hail Mary so limit you know whatever you can do on defense with the deep balls and in my opinion there can be ways where Arizona tries to find other receivers like they'll look for Hopkins obviously because he's a talent you know he's a great wide receiver but they may find Fitzgerald who's coming off a COVID list they may find Christian Kirk so I think Yadom and the other corners whoever we put out there might have to defend them maybe Madre Harper plays I don't know honestly I think it would have been more responsible to probably play Quincy Wilson or whoever else we have on the Giant roster and let me take a look at right now because to be honest with you I really don't know who else we have at corner and I'm probably forgetting right now but I'll say oh we have them you know so let's take a look who they have at cornerback they have Brandon Williams he's a special teams guy Madre Harper, he's going on IR, so they'll probably need another defensive back. Somehow, some way. And that's going to be tough. Because if you don't have Darnay Holmes playing, who did not practice today, and he's the best you got at slot corner or whatever, you're going to have to find ways out of that. And I'm confident that Patrick Graham can do that. So the next person on the list, or player I should say, is Kyler Murray. 22 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, two thousand nine hundred. 2987 yards 7 per pass 71 qbr and 20 sacks so um he's only tossed one plus interceptions i should say in one game this season that was their loss to detroit i think that was an overtime thing he tossed two touchdowns and three interceptions if you look at the fumble he's fumbled twice in the buffalo game he also fumbled twice against washington but they won those games um very much so he hasn't fumbled in the last two games so good for him i don't think he's the fumbling type unless they really get to him i have to look at the highlights slash film slash that stuff uh but this guy's elusive as i said you know rushing yards let's take a look here he had 91 rushing yards against san francisco he had 106 rushing yards against miami and that defense you know is getting better by the week he had 78 rushing yards against carolina and Again, this guy just shows you how dominant he is passing the ball and running on the ground as an alternative. So once again, we need to knock him down. We need to sack him. We need to have him throw it away. Because if he's running for his life, that's not enough, in my opinion. Because if he throws it, makes some mystery throw, because that's what the Bills did on the last play, in that game he was pressured he throws it out deep Hopkins makes the catch the game is over Arizona wins that can't happen and if you have like one play where Yadom is like covering Hopkins in the slot or you have one play where he's covering Fitzgerald or Christian Kirk and he throws it to them they make a great catch then you're screwed then someone's gonna be scratching their head and saying oh I should have gotten that or I should have you know knocked them down or something like that Because once again, this is probably our toughest matchup thus far. I mean, we got the Browns next week. Something like football. But uh, pretty much he's elusive. And we need to knock him down and sack him. So let's go to our next guy. Patrick Peterson. Six pass deflections, three interceptions this year. I'll read you off his stats. He's played 12 games. 63 targets 43 completions, so he's allowed a 68.3 completion percentage with 550 yards, which is more than he allowed in 2018. And he played all 16 games, which is interesting. 12.8 given up per reception, 8.7 per target, and he's allowed four touchdowns already this season. And he could allow another one because obviously, you know, he's played how many games in the past, and the last two years he's given up four touchdowns each. So I think he's going to peak his career high of giving up touchdowns. So we'll see where that goes. Uh, Passer rating of 96.7. And not much else. He's not been sent on blitzers or anything. Drake Kirkpatrick. He's given up two touchdowns, which is fewer than Peterson. Three interceptions and five pass deflections. He's allowed 73 targets, but 52 completions, 71.2 completion percentage, 532 yards, 10.2 completion 7.3 per target and 83.8 pass ratings so the passer rating isn't as bad the yards per completion and target are not bad the yards not bad but he gets targeted a lot so that's something if daniel jones is up to they need to target it and last time he was playing you know i would say decent was when he was with the Bengals, and that was a short time ago uh, I think he was released last year or the year before that but definitely you need to target him definitely there is no excuse for not targeting him and I get it you know run the football they're probably I think 21st and run defense run the football occasionally just like for pleasing myself and pleasing other giant fans and pleasing your own passing stats because they're bad Target Dre Kirkpatrick, target any other terrible corners that they have on deep routes. I know you don't have a deep guy, but still. Austin Mack, Evan Ingram maybe. We'll see. We'll see. Buda Baker. Now this guy's a box guy, I can tell. It's not just, oh, he's sent on a blitz. He's a box safety. And just telling by the stats, I could be wrong, but I don't think I am. Five pass deflections, one forced fumble, two sacks, and three quarterback hits. He's had six pressures, two sacks, as I mentioned, three quarterback knockdowns, and blitzed or rushed 59 times. Now, in coverage, I think he's sort of like a Landon Collins figure. He's a box safety, kind of a hybrid guy. Not necessarily the cover safety that you want. 32 completion, 24 targets on 32 completion, 75% completion percentage, 253 yards, 10.5 yards per completion, 79 Per target and four touchdowns given up with a 111.1 passer rating, and as I mentioned, he has two interceptions. If I didn't, well, I just mentioned it. So he's playing at an elite level. He's going to be one where you need to watch him. He's in the box, and however, uh Vance Joseph utilizes him. They're one of the last ranked defenses in the league. I wouldn't say you know totally last, but middle of the pack, two last, two that low tier defense. But that is definitely what you need to do. Because the Cardinals to win. And I believe we can win. I really do. Get the run game going. You defend the pass. You pretty much leave Hopkins out of the game. If he plays or not. And you cover up the other receivers. You get to the quarterback. You knock Kyler Murray down. He does not escape the pocket. Does not make those throws. I think you're set for a good game. And a Giants victory. That's what I think. Okay so. One more thing I want to talk about that's not on the menu. And I found it hilarious, but I found it funny, you know, hilarious, funny, and also kind of sad for him at the same time. So, and I didn't necessarily, like, force myself to bring this up, but I just, you know, just bring it up anyway, because I can tell how people don't have lives. And last night, you know, Mark Slareth is, for some reason, still tweeting at Giants fans. And I said, look, you man. You know, it's been a week almost since this game. Just cut it. You don't have to reply to every tweet. He goes, you let me run my Twitter, and I'll let you run your Twitter. And obviously people are saying, oh, you roasted him, blah, blah, blah. I personally don't care about that. But it's just sad that somebody's going to waste their time like that. When pretty much everybody's slopping down to the Giants for being wrong about Joe Judge. And then you have clowns like Mark Schlereth, you know, still on their base narrative. That's okay, bud. You're a sports broadcaster, maybe a destined Hall of Famer, and you're tweeting at Giants fans just because you won't accept you're wrong. I think it's funny. I really do. And, you know, who knows? Who knows? I just thought it was funny to bring that up because he has really no time on his hands. But he's not watching this podcast, and honestly, if he didn't, I really couldn't care less. And I'm going to show the tweet right now, if you're watching on YouTube, just in case. Just a little... Preview. If you guys are listening on any of the platforms below, it is on YouTube or you can check my Twitter feed. So anyway, thank you guys for supporting. You can find us on the podcast platforms below, whether it be Spotify, Podbean, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Overcast, Castbox, iHeartRadio, and Apple and Amazon Music. Also, you can find us on social media at Big Blue in the Bronx, Instagram and Twitter subscribe to your youtube channel turn those notifications on so when i go live when i do something you guys get the notification and you guys get to join in on the conversation or be the first to join in, in a conversation check out my browns video i thought it was a little funny i just you know i was bored with my time so i said you know what giants are in prime time i'm very excited they're on sunday night football so let me make this and i made it got i would say about 40 plus views which is actually better than some of my other videos and obviously you had a browns fan comment I replied to him because he was basically saying, oh, it's going to be the 9-3 Browns beating the Giants. I said, we'll see about that. Because if we beat Arizona this week, I think we beat the Browns. We'll see what happens. We'll see what they do against the Ravens as well. But thank you guys. And I'll see if I'm going live on Sunday because I have a personal matter. Um, I also don't know if I'm going to go live for the Browns game as well because that is another personal matter that I don't really want to get into. It's the reason why I'm doing this podcast, not in my usual spot, but in my room. But anyway, thank you guys, and uh, let's go Giants. We're going to beat the cards, I'm going to kick some ass, and we're going to kill some birds.